It was a year ago yesterday that Josh and Patrick were at lunch, right? And, um, and got the word that we needed to close the church. And we quickly pivoted to a virtual style of worship. Um, and now a year later, believe it or not, a year later we are still here in a different form and fashion under the trees, but we're still in the midst of this. But as I've been making this journey through Lent, like many of you have, and many of you who are at home this morning watching by live stream, we've been making this journey of Lent, and, and while we've made this journey and are making this journey, I've been thinking, how are we changed and transformed, and how are we going to come out of this pandemic? We meaning the church, Christ church. What things have changed and, and what things are we going to do differently? I don't know all of the answers to that question. Those are questions that we ought to search together and ponder together. The normal has forever been changed, I believe. And there's a new normal that's being created. God is birthing something new in you and me. And, and is starting to create something new, whatever that might be. And won't it be wonderful on Easter to celebrate resurrection in such a way that we recognize that God is making something new in us, that we will be and we are resurrected people, and we have been changed forever in such profound ways. Many of us have lost friends. Many of us have lost loved ones. Many of us have been sick ourselves. Many of us are getting vaccinated. Um, and um, are feeling better and better and more secure about the future. But there's been many, many who have, um, have yet to discover hope for what the future might hold. Maybe that is what we're all about this day as a church, is to continue to bring hope to a broken and healing world. Uh, maybe that's what our role is. As I've been pondering that, I read an article about the six-word autobiography. And if you uh, saw the video teaser for today or even read the e-news, you, you heard a little bit about the six-word auto autobiography. And it's an interesting concept that, that you can find kind of new purpose and new intention in your life by actually um, pondering what your six words about who you are might be. And so I've been working on that for the past few weeks and trying to discover what my six-word autobiography would be. And a few people have emailed me and talked to me and said, so what's your six-word autobiography? And I said, well, you're going to have to tune in to the sermon to find out. So, see, it's a great ploy to get you to come to church if you really want to know about me, um, which many do not. So, um, so here's, here's my draft statement. Um, um, I'm still working on this, but... Um, uh, you can give me feedback. Just call Scott, and then he'll relay it to me. So, um, so here's here's my six-word autobiography: compassionate leader, loves Jesus, serves others. Compassionate leader, loves Jesus, serves others. And I thought, um, as I was pondering, as I wrote many d different words down and many different thoughts, those those words kept coming back to me um, about who I am and who God is calling me to be and where I have yet to live into because um, there's still uh, so much journey left for me and for you. And I think that's important for all of us is to ponder that, um, that God has a purpose for us 
God has intentions for us. God has a mission for us. God is calling us as disciples to, to walk into this new life that we will be given um, as we re, uh, walk out of this pandemic, this new life that will be given in new ways. And so discovering what that might be is profoundly important. And the, in this gospel passage today, we, we pick up the story right in the middle of a conversation that Jesus is having with Nicodemus. Anyone know what, G, what Nicodemus was asking prior to this? How can I be saved, right? And Jesus said, well, you must be born again, which totally stumped Nicodemus, right? He basically was like, what, how do I, get, how do I be born again? I can't go back into my mother's womb. And that's where then the story picks up right here with Jesus saying, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God did not come to condemn the world, but to save it through him, John 3, 17, which I think is just as important of a verse as John 3, 16. When we start having our football games again, when you go, you need to put your sign up and have 316 and 17 on your sign. So now I know that those verses are not just six words. But the Bible is really long, and if you were to look at how many words are in Scripture, there's, there's hundreds of thousands, I would guess. And, but those two verses capture for us what the essence of who God is and who God is in Christ Jesus for us as Christians. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Those are words of hope. Those are words of healing. Those are words of restoration and renewal. It's not a six-word autobiography. It's about 16, whatever it might be. But they are words that we can rattle off rather quickly about who God is for us. And God did not come to condemn the world, but to save it through him. And what a powerful verse that is as well. Six words, maybe not, but a few words that capture, in essence, a part of what the gospel message is all about. Not the gospel in its entirety because there's so much more that Jesus speaks to and so much more that we are called to live into, but it does capture in essence who we are and whose we are and where we ought to be going. We are called by God to follow Jesus Christ. And later in the passage, Jesus says that some are, some are still walking in the darkness and there's others who have seen the light, the light of God's only Son, Jesus Christ. That light that, that, that exposes the darkness. I was reading an article this week and it said that most people love to live in the darkness. Isn't that interesting? Um, I, I don't really love being in the darkness, but that's where we tend to gravitate to in our sinful and broken ways that we are a part of was getting ready for Sidewalk Saturday yesterday and got out of the shower. I know this is TMI, but um, got out of the shower, was getting my clothes on, and the power went out. And I wasn't prepared for that like I was a couple weeks ago with candles and my cell phone nearby to have a flashlight. And man, it was dark. But I managed to live in the darkness for a moment. But I was yearning, yearning desperately for the light, especially as I walked down are curved stairs and and I'm getting older so I was like I don't want to fall I don't want to trip so I actually held on to the rail which I normally don't do 
and slowly went down the stairs um, to find my cell phone so that I could turn the light on on my cell phone and have the light illumine the darkness so that I could pack up what I needed to pack up for the day. We tend to live in the darkness, but Jesus comes to say to us, you now can live in the light, the light of God's only son, the light of Christ, who actually gives us purpose, gives us intention, gives us love and healing and restoration, who through Christ Jesus is birthing something new in you and me and in the church. In this time as we travel this road through Lent into Easter, and as we travel this road out of the global pandemic into new life, may we ponder our six-word autobiography of who God has made us to be and is calling us to be. And may we be reminded of what I believe the church's mission to be in six words. Love deeply, give generously, serve selflessly. That's what I think the church as a whole is called to. Any church that you would go to, um, I would believe that those six words, love deeply, give generously, and serve selflessly, is what we are called into. And may we be reminded of Christ's church mission, boiled down into six words. Drawing, changing, sending people in Christ. Drawing, changing, and sending people in Christ. May it be so this day and forevermore. Amen.